Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. guys we are here with the hollywood life podcast and uh i am broadcasting from my home and my co-anchor ali stagnita you are at your place in new york city hi ali hi guys how are you happy to be here yes happy to be here and we've got a very special guest today who we have woken up very early because he is on the West Coast and he has got a rigorous schedule. We are so impressed that he's here with us. Welcome to Neve Shulman. Hey, Hello. Right. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Well, and you are, um, I presume you are in LA and behind you we see pictures of women looking like they're dancing, which is very appropriate because you're sorry yes. on Dancing with the Stars. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that is, uh, that is a series of prints by Alex Katz uh, of a woman dancing, in fact. You're, you're correct. Your daily inspiration. Um, uh, you know, I uh, people don't know this about me, but previously, uh, before I made my debut on Dancing with the Stars, since, well, pretty much since middle school, I have been a big fan of dance and uh, even did dance as a uh, teenager. Um, so dance has been a big part of my life uh, for a long time. Well, did you, it, because of that, because you like dance, like, did you let it kind of out there that you'd be interested in being on Dancing with the Stars? How did it all happen? It's funny, yeah. I, I never really actively pursued uh, Dancing with the Stars, mainly because um, I, I knew that the schedule for the show essentially meant that you had to be available for up to three months, depending on how long you lasted, uh, and essentially in Los Angeles. and. I've been filming Catfish pretty much nonstop for the last eight years. Um, we do take breaks here and there, but normally the schedule just simply wouldn't allow for me to, you know, do Dancing with the Stars. So I had never really, you know, pursued it. Um, but when, when everything sort of shut down for quarantine, and then we started doing remote episodes and it became clear that we were gonna be doing those for a while, uh, it oddly presented an opportunity for me to be available for something like this. So 
strangely, you know, the, it was almost like a perfect storm of, of timing and, and I got lucky and, and one of the producers reached out and here I am. And we were paired with Jenna Johnson, who is just such a dream. Um, yeah. How how have you guys kind of come together, worked on that chemistry that's so important, and um, just how are you guys as partners? I can't tell you how much I like Jenna Johnson. She, well, I mean, it doesn't. I don't, I don't have to tell you how great of a dancer she is. I think everybody can can see that for themselves. Mm -hmm. But. Um, I don't know, you know, I mean, all, look, all of the dancers that, that I've had a chance to interact with even briefly are, are fantastic. Uh, and I'm sure I would get along with all of them. But for, for whatever reason, Jenna and I have just really connected. Our friendship just sort of went from zero to 60. Um, and uh, actually yesterday I played my first sort of prank on her, um, <laughs> which, which I think is a meaningful milestone in any friendship. She, uh, she had, been told by her neighbors who are who look after her dog during the day while she's, you know, on the show or rehearsing, that uh, they had found a small snake in her house when they went to oh, go walk no. dog. You know, just your sort of standard little skinny garden snake, n nothing harmful, but still un unnerving to, to sort of to come home that evening knowing that there's a snake in your house somewhere. Yes. Um, and so you know, I followed. Yeah, I I followed up with her the next day asking if there. She had found the snake, and when I saw her in rehearsal, she said, "No, you know, I went around the whole house. I was like opening doors and and you know lifting the couch cushions and looking everywhere. She hadn't found it." So, a day, the next day in rehearsal, um, we were working. She then went to the bathroom for a moment, and uh, I took a little fake rubber snake and I put it in her purse. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of rehearsal, when she went to go like get her stuff, she definitely freaked out for a second. It was great. <laughs> Did you pass know, up? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Because her purse was like against the front wall and the camera, like I don't know if it's on camera. I don't think it is. Um, her reaction probably is because she like jumped back and ran kind of away from it. But um, it was it's okay. I mean, yeah. I have a feeling that we will be seeing that. You know how they do all the the, uh, the reel of, of all the clips? Yeah, no, of course. I, just... I have a feeling we will be seeing that this season. But I do hope that she finds the real snake in her house because uh, you don't want to find it in your bed at night. No, yeah. <laughs> Cozying up yeah. to you. That really is like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Exactly. Now, you're... How has it been for you physically? Because um, Allie and I have interviewed other contestants on the yeah. show, and some of them just find it uh, beyond a physical shock. Like they just uh, can't deal with it at all. Like they, the, the change, the amount of physical yeah, of work you have to do. But you have been a marathon runner. So, has yeah, I was going to say um, if I hadn't been running for the past five years um and while running also dealing with the you know physical uh hardships that come with long distance running i i'd be shocked i, I agree i don't know how, i don't know how you could just go from nothing in terms of physical activity to doing the show um it's really really hard um and 
you know, unless your body is totally healthy and, and pain free. Um, and even if it is, you're, you're going to start getting sore and tight uh, in, in places you maybe <laughs> never knew you could be. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I have, I'm used to seeing a physical therapist. Um, I'm used to doing stretches every day just to sort of loosen up my back and, and my legs. And I'm used to having aches and pains and all that. So there's definitely more of it. Um, it's, it's, you know, there's obviously a difference between sort of being sore and, and being in pain. And sometimes being sore can actually feel really good because you know you've been working and right. um, you're getting stronger. Uh, and, and that's fun to, to sort of wake up and be like, oof, you know, I'm, I'm tired and I'm sore, but it, it's, it's a good feeling because um, you're getting stronger. But uh, it, it really is, it takes a very real toll on you. Um, and more even than you, than you would think, you know, oh, well, I'm only dancing a couple hours today, but every day those hours sort of add up and um, it's exhausting. Yeah, like, you know, normally I, I, I don't sleep this late. You know, I, I woke up at 6.55 today, which was... <laughs> For us at seven o'clock. <laughs> right, I know, well, I, I had, I had assumed I'd wake up earlier because I, I normally do, but last night I actually took an Anvil PM because I knew I needed to go to sleep and I also knew that my body was, was a little achy from rehearsal. And sometimes that can make me a little groggy. Um, what is, so I was talking to Jeannie Mai, one of your competition, your competitors, um, Love her. about, and she was like, I, she's like, he, my partner told me to like point my ankle. She's like, I've never pointed my ankle before in my life. You know, just yeah. these things. Yeah, who points your ankles? Right, these things you have to do with your body. Is there anything that has surprised you the most when it comes to just like, how, like what you can now do with your body that you didn't know you could even do before? Yeah, I mean, it, so there. It's it's interesting. Obviously, it's both very exciting and also somewhat discouraging when you go in for the first rehearsal of the week and your partner starts showing you these steps and so effortlessly just hitting these poses and doing these moves and, and you sort of start to clunk your way through and you feel like I'll never be able to do that. I, I don't, my body doesn't move like that. I can't get in that position. Um, <laughs> but, but then you realize that it's not that you can't do it or that you don't have the, the, sort of flexibility or the strength it's it's that you have to really learn the the different small things that are happening that you don't pay attention to when you when you see the move but when when you build it sort of step by step it you can do it and what even though this seems so simple like at the beginning of our cha-cha um jen and i we had this little intro and at the end of the intro i land we both sort of land before we walk down the stairs and we look at each other and I wanted to look as good as she looked in that moment, which meant having two straight legs, but with your hip to the side. So you create this really interesting shape and it just felt so unnatural to me to, to have two legs straight, but want my hip over one. I just, it seems so simple, but it, it took me, I had to really kind of feel how to, how to get into that position. And, eventually after you know because i have to get into it really quickly and land there and i really didn't think i was gonna be able to do it and then 
after five or six or seven or eight times or whatever it was of like feeling it slowly and then you kind of get quicker and by the time we got to the show like I had it and it, it was such a small thing but it really felt good to know that I could just sort of land in that position so those are the those are the, the kind of things that you don't really um, imagine are going to be difficult and then also rewarding but it's it, it's fun and what kind of precautions have you and the team Jenna but the whole team because it's the produce, yeah. it's crew as well had to take in order to be healthy. Did you sure. have to um, take uh, quarantine for two weeks when you got there? Take coronavirus tests? Are you yeah, continuing sure. to take them? So, so it's very serious. Um, the, the precautions they're taking. I mean, there's there's uh, I don't even know where to start. So when I when I flew out from New York. Um, I had to, to quarantine, I mean, not so much quarantine, but I, I couldn't begin rehearsing for um, 48 hours because, and then I had to take a, a, a COVID test and wait another 24 hours for the results. So, um, so that, you know, obviously was enough time to just know if I did have it or not. And once I was cleared that I didn't, I could, I could meet Jenna and we could begin. Um, and so every single day uh, since then, we, we do our nasal swab tests. Um, and there's this app that I would not have known about that the tests go to and you check in every morning and you, you know, you, you answer some questions and you have to show they have these COVID officers, um, everywhere, uh, that are constantly just monitoring. They're very helpful. They're very informative. Um, you know, because sometimes you're, you, you know, you're, whether you're at the studio rehearsing or you're backstage before a show, sometimes the spaces get a little tighter. And even though we're all wearing our masks and, our, and sometimes our face shields, like, you know, sometimes you're waiting and you're nervous and then someone will just come and say, hey, can you take a few steps away? And so they're just there to constantly just make sure everything, everyone's being as careful and safe as they can be. Um, but yeah, you take the test every day. Uh, obviously, interaction between couples is, um, you know, I don't know, discouraged. <laughs> uh, like the other, other couples. Right. I mean, the big concern is obviously everybody's health. And, and well-being on the show, both crew and, and talent. Um, but obviously there's also just a, you know, from a production standpoint, um, they understand that there's a chance someone will get sick. And, and if that happens, they want to make sure no one else gets sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we even, I think they did like a sort of a test, a fire drill, if you will, um, one day where they, uh, they, 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 it was, they pretended as if someone's test result had come back positive and, you know, using their sort of contact tracing and the schedules and who had seen who they, you know, alerted everyone to sort of just put that protocol into practice to see if, okay, well, what if that happens? How do we deal with it? Everyone got a call. We all had to like stop what we were doing. It was, it was great. They really are there. I mean, I feel very safe (laughs) dancing both, both at the studio uh, and of course, at at the stage. So, you know, every studio gets clean for half an hour before the next couple comes in. Um, it's it's a lot of work. And we've seen how the judges are very socially distant, like right. really distant at their table. And I guess you guys can't get too close to them either. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we're living in a different world. I'm glad to hear you feel safe, but it's very different. Do you, I just want to ask you because um, I, I know about the muscle change that, that 
uh, aches, but have you been able to cope with the cardio? Because we've also talked to a lot of contestants who've been very out of breath. Like, oh man, cardio. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I can run for three hours, but one minute of the cha cha and I am like on the floor. Wow, it's crazy. I mean, why it, is that? Do you think? I think, I think it's because. Well, first of all, I mean, it's training, right? So it, if I spent five years training to do the cha-cha, I probably could do it for longer than a minute, you know? But, but um, it's, 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 you know, sort of similar to tennis in, in the sense that, you know, a point of tennis um, doesn't usually last that long, but, but it's such a full body explosive sport and dancing is absolutely a sport that it's a different type of cardio and it's, and it uses every tiny, I mean, everything in your body um, goes from, you know, one move, uh, position to another. So it's not the repetition. It's not, you know, there's no, there's no way to kind of moderate your efforts into one area. You, you've got to give everything from your feet to your hands uh, all at the same time. And you can tell too, like after you've been rehearsing for an hour and then you start doing, you know, runs of the routine, by like 40 seconds in, you start to feel the lactic acid like hitting your legs and you know you got to push through, but it's, it's exhausting. I mean, it's, it's fun, but I, I don't really sweat a lot when I run, but man, when I'm rehearsing with Jenna, I am just dripping sweat. Wow. And then, you know, when it comes to taking the stage, taking the ballroom stage for the, to dance, I mean, you've done it twice so far. Compared to the first time, how was getting on there the second time? Did you feel more comfortable or was it still like the crazy nerves, just like what was going through your mind? I mean, both times have been, were very different. The first time, um, yeah, I, I think... We, since we did the foxtrot for our first performance and that was not to say easy but it was a much more sort of elegant um and somewhat slower movement quality mm-hmm. um and we were later in the sort of order of stars that first night so i had a chance to watch the other ones go and you know just sort of go over the steps in my head um and was was relatively calm, mostly just excited uh, for for that. Obviously, this week we were the first couple, and it was the cha cha. And you know, you have to kind of go and be in position, you know, six or seven minutes before you know they, they start. So you're standing there and you're looking at the ballroom, and 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 then your package is playing, and you're trying not to listen to it or watch it because you know the second it's over, the dance is going to start. So you're just trying to get into your, you know, focus and, and prepare yourself. And I was way more nervous the second night. Um, I think because it was the beginning and it was the, we were the first couple and because our, our dance starts with such a, you know, high energy and, and yeah. yeah. Um, and it was just technically more difficult in terms of the steps for me. So yeah, it was scary. Um, but also, you know, equally exhilarating and, in a way, a lot of fun to, to open the show and then kind of get to relax for the rest of the night, not right. worry about 
you know. You had a lot of uh, positive feedback after your first dance. People were so impressed with you. They were like, whoa, Need Like is a competitor here. Um, Did that kind of get in your head at all a little, or are you like not listening to the noise? Uh, I mean, a big part of the reason I wanted to do the show was because I love dance. And like I said, you know, in, in middle school, I actually danced, um, not in any sort of formal way. I never took classes, but I was part of this youth organization, the National Dance Institute. And so I had an, I had an experience dancing, learning, you know, learning steps and performing um, and what loved that. dance was that? Well, it wasn't really a style as much as it was just sort of a hybrid of, it was really just, I, yeah, I wish I could, you know, similar to like, if you were to compare dance styles to dog breeds, um, <laughs> you know, a poodle might be ballet, uh, but the dance I did as a kid was sort of just a mutt. It was, it was just fun, kind of youthful. I guess probably the closest comparisons would be kind of like a, a mashup of hip hop and jazz. Um, but definitely not ballroom dancing and certainly no formal training. Um, you know, if you look up NDI or National Dance Institute, you, you, you know, you'll find videos. It's just really big, fun, smiley, high knee, you know, runs across the floor and, and basic um, types of move, movement calls. Anyway, so I, I, I knew I loved dancing. And, um, and, and again, I, I used to, you know, consider myself a pretty good dancer, at least, you know, when it came to going to parties, um, weddings, bar mitzvahs, things like that. And I even, you know, through college, took some dance classes here and there. Um, but it's been so long since I actually tried to learn a dance routine, uh, and certainly since I'd performed it. And I'd never done it with, you know, a foxtrot or cha-cha. But I, I felt pretty confident that I was going to do all right. Um, but I will say, you know, I really think, and this is all you know, Jenna's coaching really, that one of the things we worked on more, almost as much as the steps was the performance and, and really smiling uh, and making sure that I was projecting out and, and, you know, looking like I'm having a great time, which of course I was. But it's easy to forget that. Uh, and you really do have to practice it. You can't yeah. just assume you're gonna smile. Right. Um, and so we would, we would watch our videos in the rehearsal studio and she would say, I, you know, you're not smiling. Look, you need to really be beaming here. Um, and I do think that more than any other comment that I've seen um, from people is the thing pe- that people responded to the most. They said, wow, it was so fun watching you. You were smiling the whole time. Uh, and so I, I, I think that's kind of one of the more important things that people don't necessarily think about. Mm-hmm. So let's just switch gears here and um, tell us a bit about how you were able to do catfish virtually yeah. i mean it's, it's already like i mean the whole thing about catfish is kind of is so virtual yeah <laughs> such a good point bonnie <laughs> so taking it even further like what were the challenges in being able to um you know find the people uh tell their stories get them connected finally yeah well it's, it's interesting because, ha- you know, I hadn't really ever thought about it, but a lot of catfish already takes place on a computer. Right. Um, you know, we read the first scene, we always read the email off the computer. 
And then of course we would FaceTime with the person who wrote us in. Um, and then there's the whole investigation scene. So we already had all these pieces of, you know, screen time in the show. And obviously the text messages and looking at photos and all of that. Uh, so, and, and of course the show is in fact about a virtual relationship. So much more so than I think other shows, it, it lends itself very well to going sort of full remote uh, virtual um, in terms of the episodes. And, you know, it was interesting because when I came out to LA with my family in uh, at the end of March, um, and I didn't necessarily think we, I didn't know, well, no one knew anything, but I didn't know when and if we'd be filming Catfish again because it is a traveling show. Yeah. Uh, and it involves a lot of flights and hotels and rental cars and all the things that I just assumed weren't going to be happening for a while. But then in April, the producer, producers contacted me and said, hey, we're, we think we might have a way to make the show totally remotely. Um, and immediately I thought, of course, of course we could do that. That, that if, if, if it made sense for any show, it makes sense for us. So um, they came over, left, they dropped a, lot, a computer off um, and they set it up in, in, I have a little tiny guest studio um, attached to the garage. And it was amazing. They put, they just left two cameras on tripods, the, the computer on the desk and a Zoom obviously call. And, you know, we stumbled through the, the, the setup in the sort of first episode. Um, there were so many different programs that we had to use for the audio to record and the camera to, to and then in the resolution so that they could be recording it from the office. And it was a lot. Um, and, and there was a lot of waiting and figuring things out and things not working. And, um, <clears throat> but we ended up making the first episode you know, editing it, showing it to MTV, they were thrilled, and they, they were thrilled they had some programming. Well, they were thrilled they had programming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it also really—I mean, it worked. You know, it—it it, it doesn't have the same texture and, and and sense of adventure that I think making the show in out in the world does. And and I think one of the things that you know the show lacks is that um, is is that physical interaction because I think we've all realized just how important it is to actually stand and look someone in the face but um it still totally works and, and in a weird almost ironic way now the show is doing what these people should have been doing the whole time which is just getting on a zoom call or a facetime yeah. <laughs> um so in in a way it's almost proving that you know, as scary as it, as it sounds or as much as people may avoid it, all you really should be asking for, at least at, at some point early on in the relationship, is for a Zoom call. And if someone can't do that at this point, like, you got to move on. Yeah. But, uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you actually think it is going to be harder for people to catfish now that Zoom has become totally every day, like everyone's doing it? Huh. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, yeah, you would have to assume that now people are that much more comfortable, uh, aware of, and, and knowledgeable with video conferencing. Um, and the technology, you know, it's, it's, it's been here for a while. Obviously, we've had 
ways for people to video call that have been pretty easy for years now. Uh, and it hasn't really, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to know if catfishing has gone down or not. There, there's certainly still enough cases of it for us to make our show. Um, and I know I just, you know, I see figures all the time about romance scams uh, and, and how much money gets, you know, unfortunately lost every year to those. Yeah. So, you know, in the last hundred years, obviously, technology has changed a lot. Um, even just transportation, if you consider that people may have been, you know, catfished by mail in the past, right? Oh, definitely. Uh, right. So now it's easier than ever to go and see someone, you know, tickets and our, you know, flights are available. What are rental cars? I mean, there's, you know, dis the distance between us is, has constantly sort of shrunk more and more over the years. Um, and yet it still happens. So I think no matter what, you know, even if in the future there's teleportation, there people are still going to find a way to believe what they want to believe if it means feeling a way they want to feel. And if that feeling is loved and admired and, and adored, and they're not getting that enough in their everyday life, but someone far away is, and they can imagine this perfect person in this relationship that they've always dreamed of, that I think human beings, they are brains are incredibly powerful um, for both good and bad. And, and if you want to let yourself get deceived, it's, it's incredible what, what the brain can do to convince yourself that it's not happening. And to protect yourself from like yeah. rejection and abandonment because that's- Thank you, yeah, that's exactly right. And um, things that humans are most afraid of. Um, is, do you have any advice for people who are trying to date virtually right now and, and kind of get into that sphere while also, you know, having that fear of maybe, maybe just rejection or fear of someone not being who they say they are? advice for people who are well look I don't I can't speak to the world of single people right now um I'm very fortunate not to be single right now um I know, it's, I know it's not an, it's not an easy time to be uh dating no um, terrible yeah uh I, I do you know I here's the thing the there are obviously two sides to the coin when it comes to virtual dating. And while I don't encourage the idea of virtual relationships, um, and obviously if, I, you know, I think everyone would prefer not to have to have a long distance relationship either. Um, I do think there's something very beneficial about getting to know someone from a distance. Um, because, you know, we're, we're, when you boil it down, we're animals. And despite all of our desires to connect with someone and, and have a meaningful, fulfilling relationship, a lot of the times, you know, we all also just, you know, want to get laid. And <laughs> sex, as people have said for a long time, often complicates things or gets in the way of people making meaningful emotional connections. So I think this social distancing, certainly when it comes to dating and getting to know people over Zoom or phone calls first, has, at least from, from some of the people I've spoken to, helped uh, foster more meaningful connections. Um, and that's, that's why the show works, because 
there is something very exciting and mysterious and alluring about making a connection with someone far away and having to, you know, get to know each other from a distance. So I don't know. I mean, I, I would, I would say I encourage people to embrace that right now and, and acknowledge that, you know, while this social distancing is obviously not going to last forever, um, it is an, it is an opportunity to kind of reset what you're looking for in terms of your priorities and, and how, how much time you invest in someone based on how they look or is it, or, or should it really be more kind of based on how they make you feel? Um, this blind concept. Right. And it definitely, definitely has to slow down the process. Like you literally, unless you really don't care about risking COVID, you right. can't just have a, like a first date sex on the first date. Like yeah. probably your first dates are going to be virtual and then maybe social distanced. I know um, my right. daughter and her, and her friends are dating and they're, you know, meeting people in parks and they're sitting six feet apart. Like they're, yeah. they're trying to observe all of the rules while they're having dates and nobody's rushing home to their place. Like what right. are they? No, I know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, of I'm trying to think of a, a way to say it that would would both be appropriate and not controversial, but like in a weird way, I feel like the Catholic Church must be rejoicing. Like, oh, finally, people are going on, you know, socially distanced dates. They're taking their time to get to know each other. They're not rushing to having sex. Um, but I don't know, you know, the specifics of which religion is most. Uh, you know, obviously, I know that in some ways you're, you know, abstinence and and waiting till marriage to have sex, but let's, we'll not go that far. But there's something, there's something very old school and I think charming about the, the, the new dating style of you know, taking your time. And, and like you said, even sitting six feet apart, not touching someone until you really trust them and feel like you know them and that's great. So I hope there's some, some good things that kind of carry over from all this into dating moving forward. Yeah, I guess the only problem is people aren't really aren't getting married because they've had to put off all their weddings. I know. <laughs> well, I, was, I, had, I had joked, I had, I had joked with some friends earlier on this summer that, um, while it's not funny that there's conspiracy theories about COVID not like being a hoax or fake, right? The the idea that, um, you know, boyfriends around the world secretly conspired to come up with something that would you know, essentially prevent them from having to get married, um, <laughs> had, had created this virus, you know. <laughs> That's um, a very good point. <laughs> before we sign off here, I have two other Dancing with the Stars questions for you that I want to ask. Of course. The first is, who do you think is your biggest competition right now? After, you know, two weeks, you've mm -hmm. watched them perform, who is, like, scary to you? Um... Okay, so I, I, I mean, is it just you looking for one name? I have a couple no, a different few, a few. people. That's oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, Give us a couple. Who's competing with you for the crystal ball? Yeah. Uh, I think mirror ball. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mirror I ball, right. Mirror ball. Too. You, want, you want me to read my crystal ball to tell yeah. you who I think is my <laughs> biggest competition for the mirror ball. Um, I think Justina uh, is fantastic. I love watching her dance. Um, and I also, what I love about her is that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, she's, she's a smaller woman and, um, 
but 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 on stage she's just got this giant personality um and so that's fun that that unexpected uh stage presence is great and she's just really she moves so well so i think and also justina and um sasha sort of are in the little pod next to us when we're watching the show so we're constantly kind of like you know messing with each other and and they got like well i think I think they scored one point higher than whatever. We're just always messing with each other. Um, she's great. She's so much fun. I love her. Uh, so Justina for sure. I do think that Johnny is super talented, um, and he'll only get better. I know. I mean, hopefully we all get better, but I for sure think he'll continue to improve um, and and be a contender. Um, obviously, Caitlin uh, was a dancer. Is a dancer but really pursued dancing as a career. Um, and she's got, you know, beautiful lines and, and stage presence as well. Um, but Jeannie's also great. I mean, there, there, there are a lot, there, I do not think, I don't think of this as something I'm gonna win. I, I mean, I've got a, I have a chance, but I, you know, I'm not expecting to go all the way on the show. I hope I do, but. Um, you seem competitive, so I would expect that you. Yeah, guys yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to give it my all. I'm I'm yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go for it. But um, you know, there's there's certain factors also that you can't necessarily uh, control, and obviously your fan base who's voting for you, um, the styles that you get, the the music that you get, and you know all those small factors definitely add up. And and um, you know, doing everything I can both on the dance floor and off the dance floor to be, be the, the most likable, positive person I can be. But um, in the end, it's not, up, it's not up to me. Yeah. Um, and then my other question was um, about Tyra Banks because she is hosting uh, dancing this year, which is different from obviously past years. Right. Some people just, I love Tyra. Some people just haven't been super, supportive of her as the host. What are your thoughts on um, just Tyra as hosting Dancing with the Stars, how she's doing and just, you know, people's comments? I think she's doing great. Um, I obviously had never been on the show previously, so I don't know what the feeling was before, if it, if it was any different. Obviously, this is also just a very strange first season of a show to be hosting with everything that's happening. Be one thing if it was just the host that changed, right? But the entire process and, and format of the show with everything now with the no audience and no and, and refiguring out how to get all the dancers together but not together. I mean, it's, a, it's just like an awkward time to step into that role. Um, but I think she's doing great uh, and she's so friendly and she went out of her way to, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like that big of a deal, but she called each of us um, separately in the first week of the show and had a great conversation with her for half an hour, um, just kind of getting to know each other a little bit, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, she brings a very different energy to the show, but it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a ballroom dance show. You know, and I, so I, everybody who I see is like, oh, she's, she's got too much personality. I'm like, what are you talking about? This show is ridiculous. 
personality in, in the best way yeah i mean like in the judges like <laughs> yeah i know and and so i you know i understand that people loved tom and aaron and i know that they were great but um but things change and and i you know give her a chance and and oh well the, she, the first episode i didn't like that she did this is like give her a break I, everyone's being very hard on her um and uh and I just think it's it's a little harsh, but um, I love it. You know, I I'm all for bigger the better. Let's have fun. And she she brings a really great energy and and also incredible work ethic to to what she does. So I'm I'm a fan. Awesome. Well, thank you. We are a fan of you, and we will be rooting for you as we watch Dancing with the Stars. Not, not just rooting, but voting. Oh, right, voting. Got that, everyone? Everyone who's listening, voting. I don't That's need your support, great. I need your votes. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay, so everybody, get your voting fingers ready, your <laughs> voting fingers. And listen, thank you so much for, for taking time out of your super busy schedule and your sleep to talk to us here My at Hollywood Life. It's great to see you again, and uh, we will be watching Dancing with right. the Stars and Catfish. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you much. Bye. Bye. Bye.